Hey everybody, welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. And this is part four of our overblown retrospective series on Blink-182's 2003 album, Untitled. <laughs> you know, we're talking basically the second half of the album. Uh, and this is your first episode of the podcast you ever listened to. I you know, might recommend going back a few episodes and kind of taking this big journey with us. Uh, it's been really fun, and um, I hope you all have been uh, enjoying it. Sorry it's been so uh, sporadic, just... Times are crazy right now. <laughs> anyway, um, we still have plans to record this oversized mailbag episode. We've gotten a lot of good emails from y'all. Um, and if you, there's still time, if you want to send us you know, your thoughts and feelings or experiences or whatever you want about the Untitled album, then we'll uh, kind of do a big fan mailbag episode. Our email address is 182podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's about all I have to say. Um... Why don't you take your pants off? And get ready for action. Go! 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 This might be my second favorite song. Really? Uh, besides feeling this maybe oh god you catch me on the right day i might say this is my favorite song on the album really uh, yeah and that was not the case this was one where i was when i was like standing tom in 2000 like especially you know right after blink broke up and before we don't need a whisper had come out that was i think in the the, the period of time where i stand tom the hardest yeah um, same when you know when I didn't know what was, I, I was buying all of his, like, it's going to be the best album in 20 years. Tom says so. Um, yeah. And I would go back to this, like, listening to self titled like, oh, yeah, well, Tom was clearly, like, he was the one singing on I Miss You, and he did the I'm Lost Without You outro that was all experimental. And Mark was just doing boring songs, like, here's your letter and go. And now I'm like, one, go is not boring. It's like a weird no. song. Um, That's weird. Yeah. And two, uh, it's it's awesome. It's like so cool. <laughs> it is the like most hardcore song. I mean, it's not a hardcore song. It's a Blink-22 song. But it is maybe Black Rain aside. It's like the most like intense, hardcore, like fast Blink song. Um, I feel like they did. Like especially uh, this is one of the first songs in the album they played live. Uh, oh, really? in 2003, they played a couple shows and they played, um, and at least one of them, this was the only song they played off the new album and it hadn't come out yet. They hadn't released a single. Um, and when they played, well, it's kind it, of it's one of the like, most like stripped down, like it could work with just them three. Playing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not like, uh, it's, it's kind of weird, like how it's put together, but it's not like violence where you're relying on like mm-hmm. studio tricks to kind of like you know build the song around this is a band can play it in a live setting it's it's pretty makes sense um but when they play it live god like i'm gonna have to drop it in i think i've done it before on this podcast but when they played go live in that era that's like my favorite live performance of them it's just like like gas all the way down like screaming down the highway they're probably it's an already fast song they're probably playing it like double speed it's like ridiculous how much they play like how intense they play this song so um yeah yeah so so i I could talk all day about it but what do you where's go for you (laughs) 
was a, an automatic like favorite, you know, with Stockholm, you know, listening to it because I I wanted to go fast, I wanted hard. I was like, you know, just all about kind of the more punky stuff, um, where Stockholm and Go were kind of like those the one-two punch with like me and a lot of my friends at the time. Um, yeah. And I love that. So stripped down, early favorite. Um, yeah, and I love it. I love it's such great back and forth with those two. I mean, at least you know Tom doing the Go 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 works so well with it. Um, yeah, it's such a great friggin'. Uh, such a good Mark song too. And it, it feels like most like kind of old I, school, like blink too in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really specific. Um, he said, it's not about his mom, but mm. it is about something that's like, he said, he said a few times that this is the most personal song he ever wrote. So it's probably not someone he knows, you know? Um, and it's, it's like the lyrics on this are like good. Like, I think this is the best blink has ever done. Like serious dark subject matter. And like, uh, no part of this sounds like cringy to me. Like basically like it has an arc too, which is really interesting. Like the song is basically, it's about, uh, domestic violence and the, the kind of the way the song starts out is, um, like a specific thing of like, uh, locked outside the door back in 83, heard the angry voice of a man inside. saw the look of fear in my mother's eyes. So like they're like outside the house, the, this guy who's like, clearly like abusive is in there and then they're like doing the drive away the like scene you've seen in a million movies where they're like in the car like she's crying and like we're gonna drive away but then at the end it's like uh the line of she said i'm sorry mark but there's nowhere to stay gave up all our hope and went back inside hid her broken heart and let the engine die is like that like scene of like we're about to go and then like wait a minute we can't like the turn the car off and go back inside and like that i'm like getting chills like that like that is well done yeah i think i yeah. think that that and i like pack that all in this song that uh is so intense and so fast you don't take it all in really i feel like it, it, it's like no you, you don't you kind of no. peel away the surface and realize like how like this song, I think would have been corny if the music were like "Stay Together" for the kids, or maybe not corny, but it's it's interesting that it's not, it, and it's very much just like fast. Like it's almost like Mark is like, I want to dig deep and talk about this song and just get it over with. Like I just want to hurry up and just like get this out. And it, there's like a sense of like he wants to get through the song as fast as possible because it's like too much for him to to talk about, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it, and it's such like a. You're right. It has like an arc, and it's like definitely has like a story to tell, but it feels like such a. It's like almost like a moment in time where it would have been like just a, like a minute, like a split second kind of thing, like almost like yeah. a thought, and not necessarily like this long drawn out thing. It's almost like a. This is a weird analogy, but I'm thinking of like, you know, the shitty, um, the shitty. Uh, movies that are like say like a music biography of like a whole like a artist's whole career you know or something yeah Bohem- like your bohemian the- rhapsodies your your rays yeah that's like it's trying to get like a whole life inside of it and so, but the best ones are the ones that like focus on a, a uh, small moment in someone's life yeah you know yeah uh that only focus on like this couple months of this person's life or something or like this and this is kind of like in a way kind of feels like that, you know, it's just like this one moment in like something that made a whole song about, you know, of just, it could have been just a, a few minute long little thing, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just, 
Like it's not trying and, uh, to be like my, you know, when I was a kid, this happened, blah blah blah, or and now we're yeah. doing this, and it, it's just like this one little like you can picture it. It puts like you yeah, in like it's a like space. as the years gone by, I've learned to reconcile my feelings yeah, with my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just literally about this one. It, it, it it's it's only like the song is only about her about to drive away and turning the car off and going back inside. That's really, it's only that one split. It's like a decision. It's like a, yeah. it's like a song about a decision in someone's life. They could have left, but they didn't. And they stayed. Yeah. yeah. And which really is cool and really uh, specific, but also just, um, I'm sure a lot of people relate to this and, uh, and also just, it's, that's like rage getting out, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, the, the, I think the song does a good job of like showing like the, differing emotions that come up where it's like you know especially the having tom like just scream like go go one of the best uses of tom of all time it's the I mean, one uses of yeah best one that probably if i the were I, again when i was saying like this is one of my favorite songs the album maybe my favorite and you seem a little surprised one of my exhibit a's i would give is you have tom DeLong just screaming go in the like that's his role <laughs> which is a great use uh, of him i have a. Uh... Tom coming in. This is the, for like the last part of the song where he says, Tom coming in with the go, go, goes after the I don't want to knows. You know, I have chef's yeah. kiss. Like it's Mwah. just the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, go, I don't, don't, don't want to know. Go, I don't want to know. Go, I don't. No, it's just like, I don't want to know. Yeah, it, uh, it's so cool. Such a good little. Yeah, it's crazy. Great riff. Uh, one of Tom's. It, this is again a more classic Tom riff where you're having like. Yeah, that kind of feels yeah. like an old kind of like a like a take off your pants and jacket kind of thing or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Or like even uh, aliens exist, like the bridge in that or something. Mm. Um, yeah, God, this song rules. Like the 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 bass, the drums, the guitar are all cool. Like I love all the parts. <laughs> in the song like separately and they work together really well um and yeah them them playing this live is just it's so fun maybe yeah maybe just like with mark coming in with stuff like this is maybe it does balance out you were talking about like who's winning the the fight maybe just like with mark coming in with something like this just kind of overtakes like two tom songs you know, or something. You know? <laughs> but it's so quick. I mean, it's like so fast too. It's a pretty short song. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And Tom is still on it. This is like, at this point, we haven't had a single Mark full song. I mean, Tom is just singing, go, go, go. But we've had but, songs. Yeah, the guitars though, like, like we'll get, we'll get into, you know, um, here's your letter and how it, that feels like all Mark, even the guitars. Yeah. But this song feels like it's Tom too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like Tom, um, in a could have sang, you know, more line. I thing is, is like Mark has that way of hiding in a bunch of freaking words into like one quick line, you know, kind of thing. Tom doesn't really do that and works better with, you know, a few words like go. in a song. Yeah. So. Go, go, go. She said, I'm sorry, Mark, but there's nowhere to stay. Give a baller up and went back inside. I never, I mean, I'm sure I knew, but for some reason I never really, piece together for a while the whole like she said i'm sorry mark like i never really mm. thought that he's like referring to him you know yeah like i always like for it yeah i don't know i don't know what i thought was the sound there but that was something that like i discovered late i feel like 
That's she it's interesting, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because he he said it's not about his dad, but I've never really seen Mark talk about his dad at all. I don't really know what the like relationship is there. Like he talks about his mom a lot, um, but I yeah, I'm I, I'm curious like what you know. It's not it's for him to say. I, I wouldn't want to like try and figure it out, but. I'm curious what this is about exactly and like where, where this is coming from. Cause it, it does, it seems like strikingly personal. Um, yeah, it does. He put yeah. his name in the song. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, they like, yeah, they have a lot of, um, yeah, I just, I want more. I wish that there was these, uh, you know, there's 18,000 books of Beatles information and, uh, you know, why don't we have all that about these guys? Or, you know? We're doing our part. This is this is the start of one of those books, you know. Um, I know it's just like I want to, yeah. You want to dive into all that kind of stuff with these guys. I mean, when are, yeah, when is Mark and Tom, I mean Tom's writing a bunch of books, but not about himself really. But uh, Mark should do something, you know, because Travis, you know, I uh, from what I hear, I haven't read his book, but my brother did and said it was great and learned a lot about him and stuff and yeah, learned a lot of details. But uh, we need the Mark book, man. I would love to read that i should read the travis book too i want to i've seen like clips of stuff that like i didn't realize until the book came out like i think we talked about on the last episode i was not and i feel dumb for not realizing this but i didn't i wasn't aware that travis was like uh in his quotes like smoking hella weed around this yeah. time <laughs> which yeah, so my, my brother definitely... was surprised by that too that they were really um really surprised of how much drug yeah i feel like it's just like especially in music when you think of like, oh, they're smoking a bunch of weed, it makes you we're think just naive. the music is... We're just naive about it, I think. Yeah, well, and I think like especially from like a white rock perspective, when I hear band is smoking a lot of weed, I think psychedelic. And I was not familiar enough with like weed in hip hop and like that whole... Vi- and now that I'm and like... stuff. Yeah, and, and now I'm like aware of like a lot... like. The the line from like Snoop Dogg to Fallen Interlude is like not that, you know, it's not that far apart. I yeah, that was something I realized in my twenties of just like people do a lot more drugs than I thought. Like in my daily life, well, not now, but when when I used to go outside and just like interact with people, like there's like every like every day I was probably interacting with people that were high at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with me. Didn't he, he didn't realize it. And I don't know, just fucking naive white privileged assholes, I guess. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Go is a good song. I Go's cool. Don't have anything man. else to You're say right. about like, it. It's, I mean, it's it was a it was an automatic favorite for me cuz I was all about, you know, I want to go fast. I wasn't thinking about what the song's about, but and it's 1 very minute specific. and 53 seconds. Under 2 minutes. Damn, yeah. That's how you know they it's good. They didn't really good. play this a lot. They, even when Tom was around, they didn't really play this one a lot, did they? I think it's hard to play, especially because it's like so fast. Um, yeah. And it's probably like not great on Mark's vocal cords. Um, yeah, and it's, it's not a tough a one probably to, pull, like to not, do. Yeah, or like, a, like if it was a big song or something, it would have been one they saved for toward the end of the set, you know, to kind of save the vocals. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. But... Yeah, I kind of wish um, it's a cool, it's a cool fucking song for sure. Uh, I don't have any other note. I, it's funny because I, I love this song and I don't have that many notes on it at all. <laughs> well, it's funny that uh, we were talking about their 
smoking weed, um, mm-hmm. and that the fingerprints are all over this album. Because um, the next song, the running length of this song, Ryan, is exactly four minutes and 20 seconds. Damn. Also, as we recording this, I'm looking at the time right now. It's 4.22. Damn, we just missed we it. We really, it. we missed glory. Um, <laughs> if you can't, yeah, so I'm going to try and say this loudly in, in, in case, you know, there, there's a sound of bongs being hit right now. The next song is Astenia. I, my, uh, this is a weird oh, one. My first note is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the birth of angels and airwaves. This is a song that uh, I wanted to say I liked. Like this, this would be something that I would like. Oh yeah, this is why Tom's cool. Like he's doing these experimental stuff, like Astenia. But I know in my heart of hearts, this is this and down are my two bottom really tier songs. Yeah, um, I like parts of this song now more. Like I, I really like when it picks up at the end and has that like bridge where it's like this the instrumental part where it's yeah kind of going and there's like that guitar riff i love that but the rest of the song it doesn't come together for me in the way that angels and airwaves kind of don't um this song i think would be at home on we don't need to whisper and i think that it has a lot of the problems that we don't need to whisper has which is this the the clunkiness of the songwriting like it doesn't should i go back should i go back should i i feel alone and tired it doesn't doesn't do it doesn't do anything for me really i i i I hate to sound negative on it but this the more i think of it this might be my least favorite on the album wow okay and I this know, been like, I, I know, I remember at the time this was like some people I knew were saying this was their favorite, and and I see people today. People, I, I googled it right now. I just googled uh, Astenia Blink One Eight Two, and the first post is from the Blink One Eight Two subreddit. Says Astenia is a masterpiece. Um, wow. So yeah, I mean, I I hope every, our listeners haven't turned off yet, uh, but. I got this might and I can get into a little more and maybe explain my feelings but um what what do you think about this song I I can see where you're going from I think at my at the time too I was like all about this and really kind of excited that Angels and Airwaves is probably going in this direction um I kind of like that I mean now I'm I don't I I don't have much patience for it but I kind of like the long intro with like the astronauts sounds and stuff um 
the part that feels clunky to me, and while I think the should I go back, should I go back, should I, is like really um, catchy, especially with the drums and stuff, but I can tell it feels like there's something missing there a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it yeah, that that's to- totally it. it. It feels like there's something to the song. Um I just I feel like it needed like another uh, another pass or something. I don't I don't know. Um yeah, I mean it, it's like I mean it worked well, I guess. It, you know, the, the whole thing was, you know, it's easy to kind of think of just lonely astronaut floating around space, you know, and wondering. It's it's sort of like Tom's um uh ground control to major Tom, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um and it's it's one too if you see the um recordings of it the lyrics changed a lot on this like the the whole like last night it came as a picture with a good reason a warning sign like that thing there's lots of different things he was kind of trying around with that it didn't start out necessarily as like space yeah he kind of seemed like he had the melody in his head and was working with the lyrics a long time with this one you know it's weird too i feel like while he's talking about space and I don't think he's ever phrased it this way. I feel like his where he's drawing from in this is his feelings with being in Blink Way Two. Like mm. his, the equivalent of like being up in the station is like being with Blink Way Two. Um, like like look at this line. Like pretend maybe, you don't or, know or you what think the song going about. up in the station is Blink One A two. Like should I go back like No, no, yeah that right. Should I leave? Should I leave? Come down to Earth. Like leave mm. Blink One A two or yeah. or something like that. Something like, I don't know. But like like this line in particular is like sticks out to me is like, if you, let's just say you don't know, this is about space, but you know the dynamics in the band, you know where Tom sees about to leave and they've been in this long studio process making this. And you have this line in the song uh, that says, Oh, Hey Jay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can totally see that. Which I think is kind of, um, I think that's kind of cool about it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm into it. No, I, <laughs> it's cool, right? I like meta shit like this. Am I cool bit. now? Or I don't know if that's considered meta, but it's uh, just. Um, I do too, yeah. And it, it, it I, makes I, it I, come from a more real place. Yeah, like it's. Um, there's something interesting about that. It's funny because it, it, if you're talking about that with Tom, there's a big Mark quote that was in the uh, the CD um, the CD booklet. Is he says Mark says one of the coolest sounds on the entire record is Tom's guitar in the intro. When the drums come in, um, when the drums come in, we plugged in his guitar into a Leslie cabinet, and the tube in it was dying and glowing purple. It made a gorgeous scratchy sound that um, really um, complements the Lost in Space theme song. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's also there's I, some like there's some cure claps in there. There's some like kind of things. Yeah, going on. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and the the writing of the song is pretty cool. It's like it is kind of like Angels and Airwaves, but it's not. I mean, there's no delay on the guitar for one. There's a lot um, of different parts to it. I thought too. Like there's kind of like those kind of curie sort of '80s thing that they're going without through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I said the rock and pre-chorus um, is "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Um, the "Should I Go Back" chorus, basically, um, and then yeah. uh, or leading up to that, and the bridge with the guitars coming together. What we were talking about with like the left and the right coming, kind of combining. You know, it's like there's two guitars, like yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. that that part's pretty cool. It's a if if you're going with this theme, it's like the Get It Faster from Jimmy World. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're going with this theme of Tom feeling like out of place about this, it's almost like these. It's back to the de- like the two things on your shoulder and it coming together to form this great little thing in the middle, you know, with that like that whole yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So maybe it is a masterpiece. Maybe it's a masterpiece that we, you don't really like that much, but it's still a masterpiece. Maybe, yeah. I'll say um, in that you're referencing the, the subreddit thread. I, that was the first thing that popped up. I clicked on it and uh, I wanted to read the top comment because I really like it. Yeah, who was it? Um, have- it's posted from I Wanted to Lurk Forever. It was a good screen name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my personal favorite of Blink's music. It's absolutely perfect. It's anthemic and spacey, but so pissed off at the same time. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like that. Like It's anthemic and spacey and pissed off. Um, that's a, that's a funny way of putting it. And I, I, I get it for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, thinking about it, I think one of the things for me was the lyrics seemed so, uh, the subject was like nothing I related to really. And and maybe I wasn't, maybe it was my fault that I wasn't, you know, now we're talking through it and I'm talking about like, Oh, was this him just talking about the band? But at the time I'm like, okay, I get, he's talking about space and like an astronaut wanting to come back. But like, I don't care. Like I, yeah. I, I like listening to like Blink, especially because it's like relatable. Like, and I like it a lot like, more thinking of it that. In okay, that, like in an that. astronaut. He's like, should I go back to space? Like, I get, I get that's like cool, but I like it a lot more thinking in that context than the space than the astronaut stuff. I mean, as a kid, I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's about yeah. astronaut. Like, and I'm like all about that. Now I don't give a shit. But now I, I if I if yeah. I'm thinking about it in like the <laughs> now whole, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Now now that I'm th- thinking about it in that context, I like it a lot more. To be honest, at this point of just kind of like the yeah. whole. Uh, um, Dang, maybe I sold myself on this. Song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. The um, we talked about this. I think when we talked about don't uh, you don't need to whisper of the marching or the um, what's the the drummer is it Adam. The drummer Adam Willard, and he kind of has that clap kind of drum throughout, and that's because he's playing along yeah. to it, the click. The ka, 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 ka. yeah, he's not he's not playing along to the click. He's playing along to the drum parts that Tom has already like programmed yeah. and said do that. And we talked about that it's sort of like flat, and that's kind of and uh, Travis makes that work. I think even though it, it feels like there's yeah. a little bit something missing, but yeah, totally. he, he's doing that. That would soon to be Tom's style for the rest of his, you know, or at least the the first handful of of uh, Angels albums. Yeah. Um, but uh, no one yeah. does it better than Travis because he's throwing in eighteen different, uh, you know, yeah. um, fills in between stuff, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Like there's that whole and Critter Critter was a great producer for those first few Angels Nervous albums in his own way, but um, I think Jerry Finn was like more of. I get the impression Jerry Finn was more apt to like, I mean, obviously his style was different, but putting that aside, I think he was more like apt to be like, eh, change that. Like, that's not working. Like do something different there. How about this? Yeah. Like like more involved in the songwriting. Mm -hmm. And that's when he's, uh, which I think Tom, that's when Tom reads that, uh, does well. Um, you know, this room is bored of rehearsal. I'm sick of the boundaries. You know, that's where that comes in. If him. Yeah. I'm sick of these boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah. It's uh I I I I it's it's probably in my if I was to rank them or something. It's probably t- not the lowest, but it's probably in the bottom half, I would say. 
but I still like it. And it was probably, a that's good- what the, I'm reading the lyrics now. That's what the song is about, Ryan. Like pretend it's not pretended that, that this is what it's about. Like this place is void of all passion. If you can imagine it's easy. If you try what, I mean, come on. He's, he's, should I go back? Should I go back? Should I? I feel alone and tired. I hope I won't forget you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think that he's like, this is like to his wife. Like, and he's like out on the road with Blink. And like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't like this. Yeah, so I'm trying to think if it works the other way around, but I don't think it does. Like, if should I go back to Blink? It doesn't work that way, though. Um, no, I, th- I yeah, I, I kind of think it's like, this is like him from like the tour, like, like almost like an Adam song kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe he like had to tell himself it's about an astronaut, but it's not, you know, kind of thing. Like that was his. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Maybe this was, yeah. I can imagine Jerry Finn like, yeah, it's about an astronaut, Tom. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> we'll put in a NASA track. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if Jerry Finn's like notes yourself. for this song. Yeah. Yeah. His notes for the song, like, it's like, you know, they got always his like 80s song. He just has this as like Tom's leaving blink song or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And his, his notepad has that for his, what do you, yeah. <laughs> the, the band breakup song is that, uh, yeah. Um, blink is breaking up. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I like, I like the song. I, uh, it's not one I go to these days, but, um, but I do, I like it more you know, with it having with that context and, You've done this before with fucking all the California songs and the nine songs. This is about Tom. This is about Tom. And this is our, our thing <laughs> saying that this is Tom uh, talking about Blink, you know. Tom being about him talking. Yeah, this Tom song is about Tom. No two and ways I, about it. And I love be, as a guy sneaking that into uh, his band song, you know. I don't know. I love that stuff. Yeah. If that's yeah. Like Heart's All Gone. Like yeah. being the like fuck you Tom sneaking it in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneaking that um, stuff into uh, into the album is cool to me if that's the case. But and I, I, yeah, I, I, I bet this was like, I, I might just be me reading into it. Like this could be totally unconscious, or it could be totally what it was. And he's just like trying to say it's about space. Like it's, you could go a lot of ways. But all right, the song is above down for me now. Um, it's moved up. <sighs> yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 better than down for me, for sure. I think down's lower than this one. Well, we've been here before a few times, Ryan, uh, sitting down to talk about Blink, and I'm quite aware. We're dying. Uh, we're dying. This is a marathon. If you, I mean, I'm sure you're listening to this in separate parts, but we're about to hit three hours on recording today for this. Uh... Yeah. So just a little inside. We could have finished finished a, a full lord of the rings movie at this point and we'd still be recording yeah this is this is quite the epic yeah which so is all i mean it, it's good because we we did it was a lot of money to rent this house i'll say yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we're getting our money's worth my <laughs> um so all, next thing i'm always. doing after this is filing for bankruptcy yeah uh, always yeah i the, um <laughs> This was, as as we mentioned, this was like labeled as 80s song. Like this was, the other songs on this album were like, oh, let's do some 80s influence. But the, I, this seems like they're like, let's write like a, an 80s ass 80s song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I'm going to say it like uh, it's the best Blink video they've they've made, I think, for sure. The best Blink-22 music video is yeah. the Always music video. Somewhere I am, I'm trying Somewhere 
it's something you I feel like I'll occasionally see today of like did you realize like how hard the always video was to make and like what was going on there? And so weird. It doesn't, it's just like a split. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that if, especially if you don't make movies or, you know, not too familiar with it, it wouldn't really occur to you that it's like anything showy. But when you think about it of like, well, how did they film that? It is, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's simple, but also not at all. Like it comes off simple and flawless. Just like this album. It's a modern. It comes off. Yeah. It's like a, a video ahead of its time. Like contrast this with the down video. Or not even that. Big... It feels like a video that would have been in the prime of videos of 80s, you know? Like it, it, in a way mm. of like the prime video, music video Spike, age. It's definitely something like the, like Spike Jones feels like could have like, like Spike done Jones video, would have made right? or something or um, yeah, like it would have been like in rotation in the 80s, you know, or something. Like it's uh it's cool. It's so cool like that. And I, I've always um, appreciated that so much. And that's all I think about too. When always. I listen to the song. Um, and it's really like made the song last with me a lot. This song always. Always, huh? Do you, what about you? Um, Do you? Are you a fan of always? It was my first, uh, like when I first got the album, this was my favorite, uh, like my, my first was. favorite kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it's really catchy and like, um, I like the like the chorus. It's just like it's like come on, let me hold you, can't you feel you always? It, it just, I like that. I like the synth. I really like Travis's drums. Like mm-hmm. this is something where like the he's doing a lot of like percussive stuff that's like not necessarily like a drum kit that I really liked, and like adds so much to the song. And it's one of my favorite Mark bass lines. Um, and it's something that's like very. One of the things that's like unique about Mark's playing is he'll do chords a lot. Like um, the beginning of Cynical is a good example. Mm-hmm. There's a cynical feeling saying I should give up. You said everything you'll ever say. There's a moment of panic when I hear the phone ring. Anxiety's calling in my head. That is not very common. And this one is like, I, I don't even know if I probably knew it was bass in the at first like the there's parts of it where he's doing like it's like full-on chords and if you, if you play it on bass it's like kind of it's not like technical but it like you're pushing down a lot of strings with your fingers on the bass at once and like holding them all down yeah and it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's 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 really sweet like it's um uh in a way, it comes off kind of your ba- like a basic kind of pop song, but I uh, and there's not a lot of complication going there, but it it really is cool, and it's um in a way it's sort of where I wish Blink kind of it's hard to you know say what if, but I feel like I think Blink would have leaned more into this if they kept going after this album. it's kind of like mature like like it's like it shows like people who understand songwriting and know like the the effect that like arranging things a certain way have like and it it just feels really solid like um think thinking of like just the progression of like so here i am trying and like the kind of drum fills there and the way there's like the the instruments kind of break down 
and it's kind of like very spacious. Yeah, I'm and so then sick. It just like of fights. Yeah, I hate I them. I hate them. And then contrast that with like, and then it'll like dip out for like a second, get really quiet, and then they'll like come on, let me, and then it and just then like the guitar, zeros the, in. Yeah, it's just everything like, comes in. It's all straight the, ahead, the and it's like simple, like you know, toe toe to the the dance floor kind of beat. Yeah, and it, it's like it works really well like it it's just like good song it's it's a well written song i think You're right. The spacing is really interesting about it. It's not trying to fit in a lot of stuff. It's another one of those op things where there's not that much lyrics to the song, really. Really? Um, is there not? I haven't think thought about that. Really? I mean, there's there's like just um, the two verse. There's a couple verses, but it's all kind of like it's spread out. Like if you look at like yeah. the lyrics listed out, there's not that much. It's just a lot of like really kind of spacing out kind of thing, um, which is really cool. I don't know. I love that stuff. Like the the lyrics of like. Um come on, let me hold you, touch you, feel you, kiss you, taste you all night. I've always been like <laughs> weirded out by like the taste you all night. It's just like a little, I don't, I don't, I it's just like, Oh Tom, I don't want too much information, Tom. I don't, but I, I love, um, the, I'll miss your laughter smile. I'll admit I'm wrong. If you tell me I'm so sick of fights, I hate them. I like, there's something like it's, it's not what I would call mature, but I I like the like bluntness of like I'm so sick of fights I hate them. Yeah, um, yeah. like lines like that are I like that. Yeah, um, that sounds yeah. like something it could be in like a Jeff Rosenstock uh, song that that album you were talking about last episode with the kind mm-hmm. of more specific lyrics. Yeah, but it it just like yeah, it's just a nice little kind of love song. Um, uh, one of the kind of devil's advocate I have, because I mean, there's definitely a lot of Tom-esque stuff with this, you know, like times is in there, you know, you got, uh, you know, the a whole few times. night, you, is like a lot of Tom things, but what if Mark sang this song? What if Mark sang this song all the way through? How do you think that would sound? Do you think that would work? Probably sound a lot like Dark Side. Like, you know that, um, uh, there's that... When they did that, there was that Cure tr- tribute thing on MTV, and he, they sang um, Letter Elise, to Elise. Letters to Elise. Here's Blink-182 with a letter to Elise. I mean, it's not, that song's a little more rocking the way they played it, but t- Mark sings that song, and it kind of I feel like would kind of have that vibe a little bit of it. Yeah, I feel like the so here I am. I would still want that to be Tom. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here I am. We're trying. Yeah, that's cool. That's a lot of like mel um, 
There's uh, like, are you them. ready? <laughs> That's yeah, probably yeah. like a Mark Park coming in there. Are uh, you ready? So here I am. Are you ready? That's cool. It's a cool. It's it's just a really well written song for sure. Just kind of like a nice, uh, yeah. It's one of my favorites for sure. And it's there's not a lot going. I mean, there's a lot going on, but it, it comes off so simplistic. In like yeah, it comes way. off as like effortless, but there's a lot. Yeah, the song like that's hard to make. Like I feel like there's all those cool keys at the end. The yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Mark coming. Yeah, that's why I barked and sang. <laughs> no, I, oh. I think he, he could have done it. I think it would have been. I think he. It would have been good with, with Mark singing it. Yeah. Um. He was. You know. He was too preoccupied playing that bass riff, using all his energy to hold the strings down. I think. I think Mark, even though he doesn't say like this whole run is like it's just like a tlatom. I mean, I know we just did. Uh, you know, go. I feel like the last last part of this album until here's your letter is really Tom centric, but Mark's there, man. He is there. It just, he's, you know, he's, yeah, we've talked about this. I think with Travis, like on, um, you know, I think it was on enema of the state when we talked about that, I think of it being like, he is like a perfect tool and knows when to be, you know, to be showy and not when to be showy. And that's how Mark Mark is in this one. He's all I, over I should say album. from Mark, from Mark, uh, he said, and the liner notes for this, this is a total 80 song. At the outro, there are four bass guitars being played, a Fender bass six, a Fender precision bass doing two different things, and a Roland synth bass that sounds like a keyboard. I'm wondering if that's like the, I mean, that, that synth lead doesn't sound anything like a bass. Yeah. I, I have no idea how they would do, I mean, you could, you can make, guitars and basses sound like keyboards for sure so you don't think it's that yeah. one of the things nah, i nah. you don't think it's that nah, it? nah. i don't i can't imagine but yeah i mean that just doesn't doesn't sound what like baseline it, is, but, he, is does this one isolate anywhere the tracks We'll have to find out, and if I can find it, I'll, I'll, you'll be hearing it right now. Um, but yeah, Mark also says, one of the things I love best about the song is Travis's percussion, using the kibasa as an accent before the snare hit. So yeah, that was, was a cool thing. And, and Travis also said, uh, always I was thinking missing persons, which I'm not familiar with. So we recorded everything super dry and 80s feeling. The cymbals are on top of each other with cool, cool keyboards in the outro. There's a really fast tambourine in the chorus. I think anyone can love this song. It was a simple song. There's like a fuzz 
bass thing going on. There's like a that I think that's what he's talking about with the keys. That would make more sense, yeah. Because you can hear there's two other basses going on. Um, there's like a there's a high thing going on. There's like ding 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 ding. And there's a low one going on. Do 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 do. And then there's this one going. So it's all there. That's so cool. That must be that must be the keys. So or when he's. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, this song's great cool that song there's not like not, there's nothing really surprising about it if that makes sense but yeah i don't know i think this is an example of like greatness looks effortless you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure hell yeah uh, <laughs> uh all right uh easy target yeah Easy Target. This is a fast song like Go. Yeah, another pretty rocking. Me as a sixteen-year-old going yes, 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 like just all this I could try looking for an easy target. <laughs> this is uh, I always thought of this as kind of like a bad religion vibe. Um, okay, which is okay. you know they're like contemporaries in a way, um, but I th- and and Blink has talked about bad religion you know as an influence a lot. Um, Tom in particular said that he ripped off his like riff writing style from the guitarist from bad religion mm. um based on a conversation with and him. Uh, i always do the little descending melody you know what i met this one guy <clears throat> this is really good brian baker this guy i worship playing guitar uh you know i i he he played in dag nasty and bad religion these two gigantic band punk rock bands and i worship and uh, so i was showing he, he had this riff where this one note just stays the same the whole time then the root note changes. You know, and it sounds different when the distortion is going, and it's like, but but the idea that there's a there's a, a descending root note or ascending root note, and whatever. I went up to him. I said that riff taught me everything. And he looked at me, and he kind of like squinted his eyes. He's all, that's it. He's all, that is it. I've done it, and everything I've done, I did it, and. That's my age again in Blake. We did it and damn it. We did it and steady over kids. You know, we did it everywhere. And we do it in magic. But I digress. Anyway, this this song is cool. Uh, it is this and all of this are kind of the remnants, the strongest remnants of the concept album like the, yeah I this so. and all this are they're like the same song it's just um which is really interesting and again sort of what you were saying about kind of like two different sides of the coin yeah, duality, it's yeah. the same chord progression but easy target is fast and all of this is slow um yeah obviously produced very differently too. it's almost like this one's like the rage you know like oh she's such a bitch kind of thing and then the, all of this is the more sweet kind of thing and I was thinking, yeah, this is like, this is the, like you're joining like the red pill and like yeah. becoming an incel or something. And someone between the song, someone like talks to you and then you're like, all right, now I'm, I'm mellowing down to all of this. Yeah. It's almost like they, they're like 
fixing. I realize I'm just sad. Yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just sad. <laughs> it's like, I almost have, I'm like, Blink-182, listening to this, like, Blink-182 really fucked up, like, our mentality of, like, oh, women are evil. And then, but it's yeah. almost like with the next song, it's like, uh, no, turn that into something else. You know, don't, don't do that. You know, like, it's almost like they're saving themselves <laughs> with, with yeah. this, with the, men, yeah, like you said, the incel mentality or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Blink is, you know, they're not a band I would hold up as like woke. A, <laughs> yeah. Or at least at the yeah. Time. But they're definitely not as bad as a lot of their contemporaries there with that, I'd say, yeah. especially in like emo scene and stuff. Like there's some, there's a couple cringy lyrics in Blink's canon, but by and large, it, it, it's, I, I, I you know, not that I'm saying this, I guess, but I, I cringe less than I do listening to some other emo stuff of mm-hmm. the time for sure. Yeah. Um, with it, you know, I don't want to like name any. We know, we know, we know, or anything, but yeah, we we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is in the liner notes. Um, Tom explains in the album that Easy Target was based on a story of friends who uh, has since revealed to be producer Jerry Finn, middle school. <laughs> yeah, years. a friend, Jerry Finn. Yeah, Finn uh, was in love with the female classmate, Holly, who invited him over to her house only to have her and her friends drench him with a hose. Humiliated, he rode home on his bicycle. That is pretty brutal. This is like uh, the classic storyline of like the cool kids asking out the lame kid to the dance as a joke or whatever, you know? Yeah, or Carrie, you know, uh, dropping the, the pig's blood on Yeah. Carrie. Yeah, and and I think that helps this song a bit too, not be as cringy because it's not like this song is this like angry song about like you broke up with me. Like yeah. it is like a genuinely like weird and shitty thing. It doesn't. I guess did. it doesn't necessarily have to be about uh, a girl. It could be about you know a bully or an asshole, you know, or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 core of the song is like you're looking for an easy target, and like the idea that like bullies are just like they're not punching up like they're not tough like they're just like looking for easy uh ways to feel better about themselves you know yeah it's almost like the detriment of the song is naming it hall the holly thing which um you know adds to the 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 girls name dropped in like josie in in blink songs you know yeah what's another one is there another one other than uh, josie is there another like name (sighs) Is it just Holly and Josie are the two? I can't. I was trying to think of a third earlier today. I feel like, hmm. yeah. I'll think like, on. Someone's screaming um, like this. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Sal. Sally. Jack and Sally. That um, doesn't count. Yeah, I know. Needs to be in at least like two songs. I feel like. Um. I can't think of another the, one. The, the, it is, it is weird though, like on an album where Princess you have Leia, songs, I guess. Like, <laughs> Princess Leia, but where you have songs like like Go or Stockholm Syndrome that are intense about pretty intense things, it does feel weird that like this is arguably the most intense song. You know, it's it's this or Go, um, and it is kind of like like it's bullying behavior, but it just it doesn't seem as like extreme is like it's like this is a the song sounds like it should be like about like bombing iraq or something like it's like so intense it's like a military march kind of with the drum beats yeah and like in an album where you're talking about like like 
Stockholm syndrome or like go, you have this of like, I got water sprayed on me on my bike and I did ride home embarrassed. Like it's a little like Southern California's breeding mommy's little monster. Mommy's little monster. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, are they (laughs) like, I don't think they are. Like, I think she probably like, I think it's just like a good, like beat fuck bullies song. That's a good way to kind of put it, you know? Yeah. But it's, yeah. Um, for some reason, I like the thing. All our signals are getting lost in the ether. I kind of like that for some reason. I don't know. That's what she wanted. <laughs> She's a landslide. That's what she wanted. Yeah, I love I love that all our signals are getting lost in the ether. I don't know, for some reason I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, it's a cool like song in the like lyrics aside. We talked about that a lot. Like I like how it's put together, and it it is. This is like this go Stockholm syndrome. They were they're, um, they were like the trilogy for me when I first got the album. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of like for me. That's a side of Blink. I feel like we haven't really gotten since this. Like they've done feeling this again, you know, like songs like that, like the first time on nine is like a song in that ilk. They've done the kind of, um, they've done ballads. They've done acoustic ballads with like boxing day or whatever. Like I miss you. And we've gotten the kind of spacey, uh, stuff from the and, and we don't need to whisper. Um, but this, and, and you know, the, here's your letter we got with like plus 44, but this kind of like frenetic side of M- Mark mostly, but, but Tom playing his most like his most Fugazi and his, he always likes to talk. He's a fan of Fugazi, Fugazi, Fugazi. Um, it's just, it's a side of blink. We, we never really got again. I don't yeah, think yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't point to a side of it, uh, where they re- revisited this specific part of the sound. It feels like it's, I'm wondering if it's a more, if Mark wrote all the, this song, what do you think? I would believe it. I mean, it has that vibe, but I think given that it's this and um, all of this is kind of one and the same, I wonder if they were both writing all of these kind of t- t- together. Um, yeah. Maybe there's with no, Travis. There's or, no wiki, and the there's fact no wiki it's, page for all, tar- Easy Target. <laughs> well, and the fact it's it's a story from Jerry Finn, it makes me wonder, was he involved too in the, in the songwriting of, of this? Um, well, I, yeah. maybe they were inspired by... I, I, for some reason, I don't feel like the song is like about this him riding his bike. You know, it just kind of that was inspired the the idea of it of just like the um, you know just kind of like the I guess a girl or guy it could be you know just kind of like you know just uh, kind of t- terrorizing you kind of thing. Yeah. Or um, yeah, it's pretty specific in a weird, but there's some interesting stuff. She's got a mission, and I'm collateral damage. I don't know. There's something. It's a weird one. You're right. There's nothing quite like this one, this song. Yeah. That's, it's cool. Travis is cool in it. It's a cool drum beat. Um, the like, pop. Um, it's a cool like rhythm. Yeah. Let me see what else. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. This Pretty is, this cool. is, this is another one of those early ones for me that just like these, the quick, fast, 
angry, dirty ones are the ones that got me going right off the bat, you know, as a kid, you know? Yeah. I think I was more drawn to the, um, initially the like more straight ahead, catchy ones, like feeling, feeling this eventually, I came around on that eventually. And then like always too, those Mm -hmm. were kind of the, yeah, those were, that was like second wave for me with stuff like always and feeling this, this is the type of stuff where I was like, I need fast and loud and head, head banging. This is real. This is real music. This is raw. Yeah, and now I've flipped since then, but it's kind of like that was that was one of those things. And it, this was this was a favorite. This is one where I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. Blink is fucking hard and not playing stuff like this, you know. <laughs> Blink is so hardcore. Listen to Easy Target. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's about this, uh, these, you know, these bullies that bullied uh, um, this guy, you know, ho- hosed him down. <laughs> you had to ride home wet. <laughs> Yeah, there's something funny about that Southern California's breeding mommy's little monster. Southern California breeding mommy's little monster. It's it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Lyrically wise, I feel like this could be uh, a newer Splink song. I don't know. Mm. Just the way it's kind of written, like it's very Mark. I feel like. I feel like current Blink so, referencing make... Southern California specifically. Feel like that might in the be, lyrics. That the might song. be what's yeah. what's taking me to that. Um, that thought. Los Angeles. Yeah, right. <laughs> Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that in a while, actually. I I, I, I had to go through California. I, it's summertime. I should get into listening yeah. to some California. It's, it's fun. It's been it's a, a while. It's a fun album. Yeah. Holds up. Uh, it's been a minute. All right. Call it there for feeling or for yeah. Easy Target. There's no easy way to transition from the last <laughs> song into this one. I, I can't think. I've been thinking it. They're just so different. Uh, so I'm just going to bluntly go into the next one. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. That beer crack. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, I just because this seamlessly transitions. It's the same song, which I didn't realize until embarrassingly late that this was the same song. It's one of those things where it blew my mind. Like I, I'm, I listen. I when I was a kid, I listened. You know, of course, what your parents listened to with like Pink Floyd and stuff, leaning into others and stuff, and Beatles or whatever. Um, but for me, like, because this felt like my album, you know, and me like mm-hmm. fe- hearing like that, like leading into this, I was just like, oh my god, this is peak music right now, you know, like this is yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Blink did it. They've cracked the code. Music can't get any. Move over, than Bach. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it 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 sounds like really cohesive and it is cool how they take you hear the riff like slow. It's not just that they reuse the riff and it's slower. Like they that transition like it the song morphs into all of this, which is where I think the the genius, I'll say it, 
the genius comes in of, of this is it's not just we're here's two different versions of the songs. You, you hear the songs morph into uh, the, the next one in a way that is so cool. Uh, it's like something that, um, I don't know, like the talking heads would do something like that. I don't yeah. even know. Like what it's, it's so not something you think of when you think of blink. No, not at all. It's, it's insane. I love it. Um, uh, the actual song of course features Robert Smith from the cure. And this is, this is one where I, my initial thought was like, Tom's on this album a lot. And I thought this should have been Mark with, because it wasn't he the one who loves the cure so much. And like, he's the one who had the Robert Smith hair. And now he's like on the song and he's not even like singing with the guy. Um, I, I still kind of think like Tom has a weird, crazy voice. Robert Smith has a crazy, weird voice. Mark has a normal voice. So like, wouldn't you ground the, we got the crazy voice, of Robert Smith already. We already Mark have our be crazy voice. Saying the use me, Holly, come on and use me. Yes, I feel like it sounds like a Mark part too. Like I still to this day use think that. Like Ollie. use me, Ollie, come on and use me. We know where you go. <laughs> like I, I don't. Is, even though Robert Smith has like a weird voice, it's pretty low, though. That's true. That's true. He has a pretty low um, voice, even though he, it is it's strange. He's definitely singing a lower register. Like and he's like singing in like how Mark would usually sing, you know. Yeah, and and reading about the making of this, this was like up until like hours before they had to be done with this master, they were waiting for Robert Smith's track. Wow. Like they were not sure if he was going to. And he wrote do it. he wrote the his lyrics right, or did they write him? And I don't think so. no no. I think they wrote everything and gave it to him. Are I'm pretty sh- sure. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I can't, I couldn't find out. Let's see if he's listed as a songwriter. It's it's Dong Smith. Uh, that's who's. Written. Oh yeah. I mean that's lyrics. Um, yeah. I don't, maybe he. Who has the writing credit? How do we find that out? It just it says songwriters: um, Tom, Mark, Travis, and Robert Smith. He's, I'll give it he, to him. He is on here as a songwriter. I like I I would I like the I, I like a world where he was a songwriter more, I guess. That's fun. Um it yeah, and it's interesting. Maybe they like, wrote, uh, maybe they, wrote the, the, they got credit for writing the um the melody for it. And he wrote the lyrics. Mm, maybe. Does, or does or sense? vice versa too, I could see. Um Yeah, the, the and he had a interesting quote like around this time. Um were about Blink. He said, I'd heard a couple singles, um, but I couldn't really see how I could sing anything or write any words. So I'm guessing he'd heard like all the small things and what's my age again and like the rock show. Yeah, he probably wasn't following um, along or anything. Right. Um, but it's interesting his perspective. He said, I think they suffer in the way that The Cure did, um, that people weren't allowing them to become something else. If another band put out that new CD as their first, he was talking about the, the Untitled. If another band put out that new CD as their first album, people will go crazy. Uh, as for their legitimacy, Smith gave the band advice. Quote, nobody knows what kind of songs you're going to write in the future. Nobody knows the full potential of any band. I really like the music you sent me. Wow. So yep. that, that's a cool, cool perspective from Robert Smith, you know? Oh, for sure. And so right, so spot on. I think I feel like this yeah, is one of those things. He's not like, necessarily if saying another, like, "Oh, if, I, I'm like a lifelong fan now," but he's like, "I liked it." You know, like he's he's probably yeah, a, he's, he's probably like, a hard this is guy cool. to impress. I, I I bet. You know. 
oh, no doubt. He seems cool. Like, he is like, and yeah, I like that he, he seems to see something of himself in the band, you know. Hey, I, I think oh, I yeah. get where these folks are coming from, these scrappy lads from the States. Yeah, like if, if the Cure, uh, I mean, the, mu- the Cure's music probably wouldn't have fit, like, in the whole, the, the, the heyday of MTV kind of thing. I mean, it did, but I'm saying like if the cure came out around when blink did, um, they probably would have fit and got into the same vibe of making pop hits, you know, kind of like more stuff like, um, uh, what's the damn, uh, cure song, love cats, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like which, yeah. I mean, when they first came out though, they were like, think like their first thing, like boys don't cry. Like think of like, that's what what I was thinking. Boys don't cry. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. It's it's it, that's the cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not. It's this song has just gotten better for me over the years, and I was a fan before. Like, and it and it and it really, um, like half of my albums that I own are all '80s new wave, and I'm gonna say it's probably because of this song. This and and Donnie Darko. I've talked about this before. Is you know, I, it's interesting you say that because I. I think this song, it sounds like more The Cure's, it's, it, to me, this song kind of sounds like a Cure song, but it doesn't sound like their uh, like 80s stuff so much. It doesn't sound like yeah. the disintegration. It sounds to me like their 90s, like yeah. Wish era, like a Friday Am in Love kind of vibe. I, or, I, think, you know. it's, I think it has something to do with me um, getting behind more weirder vocals, though. Like, you know, getting behind yeah. someone like... I can see um, that. Um, Freaking, uh, what's his name? Um, is Ian Curtis from Joy Division? Is that his, was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. getting kind of behind like these uh, non-conventional singing, you know. And I always guess I was it's like Tom of, in a way. Yeah, like Tom for sure. But like, where are you? <laughs> um, and that's yeah, I, I agree. But like, just kind of getting more into the more deeper kind of voices because I was always mm. a, such a fan of like the more high-pitched you know punk stuff that i was listening to yeah uh, and kind of getting into the more of these unconventional kind of guys and the way they sing and um and uh yeah appreciating it more like even like on tears for fears like how like a weird mm-hmm. song like you know something happens and i'm over like it just kind of yeah different it's not necessarily what i was into at the time you know yeah uh right and I, I, I attribute it to probably to this, like this, and even well, it's not too eighties, but like even what's on the, the boxcar song, uh, "Cat Light Thief," like it was almost like yeah. this is the cat like thief of the album where we have, but that was <laughs> Tim Armstrong, even though that's totally different. But um, yeah, it took a while to appreciate these. Like why why aren't my boys singing? But like I, uh, it was a grower for sure. This song. Yes, me, honey. Come on and use me. Come on and use me. 
Yeah. I, I liked it a lot from the beginning because of the um the instrumental. Like the this it, it's kind of like I miss you a bit where it's it's like some, you know, acoustic, pretty um dense, lush instrumentation and it's it's pretty unique like in the in the Blink Canon. Um, that I, I, this is like the closest they ever got to, to like a nineties indie rock stuff where it's like, oh, yeah. um, I can like a neutral milk hotel, like kind of vibe in, in some ways, um, which, you know, they got like the Mellotron going on and, and the acoustic guitar, um, just like bells and stuff. Like there's, there's like <laughs> it's a, a very, there's, like, there's some keys in the last sound. chorus too that are, I can't remember exactly how they sound, mm-hmm. but they're, they're different sound. They're really cure-ish sounding the, the keys yeah. at the end of the song like there's a tone yeah. i'm sure that they use that was used in disintegration or something that's toward the end there um yeah i i saw this and tell me if this you think this is complete bullshit or not because i was trying to find um uh a source for this but this is just on song genius it said i said um this would have been the band's fourth single if it wasn't for the hiatus the music video uh, would have that's been directed by m night Shyamalan. Who said I love this song? Almost did a video for this. It would have been about vampires. Do you think that's bullshit? <laughs> well, I think yes, uh, because what's true is it would have been the fifth single. Uh, there, there were already four singles. Okay, we got um, it. but this is true. Feeling this, I miss you down and always. Okay, yeah. Um, this would have been number five. And this is, I don't know about the M. Night Shyamalan thing, but I did see um, a quote from Tom saying this was going to be their fifth single, but then they broke up. Um, <sighs> which is crazy. Like, think of, they were going to have another single. Because I remember well, thinking before happens. they broke up, like, like it was four, like four singles in one album. It was, it was like, if the album I was doing it, like, well, uh, like, then they would, they would do that yeah. before. They would keep it going. Right for years well and i i think i think about it too from now that i'm older and like more cynical about the world or maybe not cynical but (laughs) i just i understand more of how the world works i bet it was like from the studio's perspective they're like hey we this was our money pit album where you're doing whatever you want like we're getting our money's worth out of this like this is an this album we'll let you do it but this album cycle is going to go on for a while and we're gonna we're gonna make our money back with this yeah, I mean, if it's if it's still like the if like always is like, I don't know if it was like a top of the charter, but if it still did pretty well, like they're probably like, well, let's do another single, let's do another slow song, you yeah. know, like all, let's see if we can replicate yeah. "I Miss You" because that was such a huge hit. Yeah, you know? um, and it's we got the guy from The Cure. Like how what what a what a easy sell that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives credibility to the younger fans, and it gives the older fans maybe something they because it, it's an being on that album no fan of the cure who doesn't like blink is probably gonna like buy the album really except for like diehards but if you're a casual fan of the cure and you see this pop up on the radio or trl back in the day you probably take notice and be more likely to give a shot i think yeah too even if you were more of like a strict cure fan and you're like oh wow robert smith's doing this and then you heard it and you're like and then maybe you went back and listened to the rest of the album you're like oh i can hear the influences of blink doing some cure stuff on here and maybe they would like that and it would have gained a more appreciation like a pitchfork appreciation or something like that you know yeah yeah this is this is like another exhibit like if this was just a cure song uh pitchfork would probably like it i bet uh what an alternate universe man if they didn't break up Uh, i know i think about that a lot and jerry finn was still alive 
Jerry Finn was still alive and they like didn't break up. Cause this they just was, took some time off. Yeah, they were so they were on top of their damn game at this point. Just making some weird, cool stuff, but not like weird in a way that it feels forced. It feels so natural still. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that weird that this song is on this album and doesn't feel out of place? It's so Yeah. So strange to me. That's what the whole a lot of these songs, a lot of this stuff, like I'm like, wow, this exists. It's yeah, it's crazy that it like works and it works as well as it does, and it like sold well. It's not like we're talking about this like critic darling, like oh they went off in it's not, this it's direction. Not like, it's not like the uh, um, it's not like a Pinkerton or something, you know? No, yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. You expect it to be like that, where it's like now that through the lens of time we can appreciate this was good, but at the time it was a disaster. But no, at the time it was like really well received, and it played and on the radio. It was a hit. What the hell killed? Yeah, it's nuts. Um, so cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool they probably, song. This is probably this is probably the stuff that, to be honest, keeps like Mark up at night. He probably, I, I he's talked about this before of like his biggest fear being like I'm not gonna be able to write a song again or my best work is behind me. So I'm sure he's acutely aware of what we're saying right now, and it's <laughs> he's probably I, like I know I I, I know I don't know how it happened either, guys. I had this thought, I think, because I've talked about this before when we've gone on little breaks and stuff, and where I'm like, uh, you know what it was? Okay, um, I don't know if you've heard the podcast Dead Eyes by Connor Ratcliffe. No. So Connor Ratcliffe, he's uh, part of like the, he's been on Blank Check before, he's part of like the Chris Gethard crew, okay, and he's the guy that does the George okay. Lucas talk show. Okay. He has a podcast yeah, yeah. on called Dead Eyes that's it's gained steam or it's he only, there's only nine episodes of it. And he's only, it's been going for like a year, but it's basically his whole thing is, um, that when he was young, he was fired from band of brothers, the, the Tom Hanks, Steve, uh, Steve, uh, yeah, Steve yeah. Spielberg thing where he had like a small part and they, he heard through the grapevine that they fired him because he has dead eyes basically. And he says that that haunted him. This is, you know, this was early 2000s as well. And that's haunted him for like 20 years. And so the podcast, it was kind of, it's kind of like a a bit, but also serious. It's kind of like a joke. Like this has haunted me. And he's gone through, uh, it's the podcast has become this thing about uh, failure and like pulling yourself back up. And and it's become a whole thing with like actors. And the most recent episode had actually um, Seth, Seth Rogen on it. And Seth Rogen had just heard the podcast and, and someone else talked about how they got cut from a Seth Rogen movie. And he's like, I think I was just bad that day. And they cut me out. Maybe they cut me out of the movie because I was like an act, like just like I wasn't funny yeah. or I wasn't good. And Seth Rogen reached out to that actor to say like, no, 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 we just didn't, it didn't work, you know? And, and Seth Rogen was yeah. on the podcast talking about it. And Connor talked about like, you don't know who's listening to these podcasts. Like I know I would never think in a million years that Seth Rogen would be listening to my podcast and end up being on yeah. it. And I thought about us, and I was like, I in in these days of just how media is, like I'm sure there's a whole team of people listening to all the Blink One and Two podcasts and what they're thinking about. And I I don't want that to be the case, but <laughs> in some world that could be the case of like they could be hearing back to this shit and this the the this, the, yeah. this, the shitty shit we may have said, and that's put me off of like doing this whole thing in the first place in a weird way, isn't that? You know, we talked about that when Tom said the whole uh, uh, lost the I'm plot lost. thing. And yeah, that's that haunted me ever you. since. Just like this. You know, we're talking about with, uh, and I, I, we're being positive about this whole album, I'm sure. But it's like a whole thing where 
this should we be doing this? Like, a, you know what I'm talking about? Like, this stuff reaches them. It's not that we're not in a in a bubble. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I it's think an, it's it's okay as long as we're not like mean. You know, like but we were mean to the, you know to to the the damn guy before. You know. Uh, no, I, I, this I stand by my, this album that I, 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 I go by that this, you know, yeah, that's true. I think this album's getting to you. Uh, and, and so uh, lost. yeah. And so barely there, if the guys are listening or if their myself. interns are listening and figuring out what people and giving them the cliff notes, I'm sure they're not. Um, but there's people I'm out sure there that are. might, you know, I don't know. You never know who that basically Mark, the lesson is you never know who's listening. And that's was what the whole thing with yeah. Connor said. Listen to Dead Eyes podcast. It's great. <laughs> Mark, if you're if you're listening to this, I love Nine and I think it's great. I think uh you're you're great. And but your it's songs a, are still great. It's just such a crazy thing to get to that um that and we're just so curious about that alternate universe if they kept on going. Of what it would have yeah. been like. It yeah, it would have been different. Um it certainly would have been more successful. Like they they this was the end of their, you know real mainstream success. I mean, they, they have it in a different way now for sure. And, and arguably they're more successful now than ever, but it's, it's different. Uh, it's not like, um, they have a niche now that they occupy as opposed well, yeah, to, it's a, they were, they were part of, of like, uh, if you turn, turn on the radio, they, they were like ubiquitous in a way that, well, they got to a point really. now where you can go out and play the same set and you're still going to sell out the, the, you know, the stadium and, yeah. Whatever and play and yeah. Um and I think they were at a point of proving themselves, which put them in that position, which really helped and made like this really cool, weird album. Um and you know, I don't know. It's hard you have, you have to have these struggles, I think, to kind of make this stuff sometimes and um but uh I don't know. It's this stuff like getting older, making music, it sucks. People younger people keep coming up making cool shit. I don't yeah. know. It's hard. What a tough, what a tough fucking world. Well, on that happy note, I think that uh, about wraps the book on all of this. Just um, fucking, yeah, it's because I'm three beers in. I'm three beers into this recording. I'm getting, I'm getting buzzed and 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 rambling. Realizing my life is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, guys. We love you, Mark or Tom, whoever is listening to this. Yeah, John, Paul, George, John, uh, Paul, George, Ringo. Uh, we love you. Um, even Scott Smith is listening to this, right? Yeah. Oh, Robert Smith is definitely listening to this, and Robert Smith, you know, you know, I love you, Robert. Just saying, Bobby, man, Bobby whole, Smith. You don't know. You don't know who's listening to this shit. You know. Don't yeah. Know. Well, uh, com- communication is is a tricky subject in general, uh, even without the internet, and I think that really segues seamlessly into the song about troubles with communications. Uh, here's your letter. Here's Bye, your letter for you. Finally. But that one can't confuse. Dies. And the conversation dies. <laughs> Here's your letter. What do you think? This was my 
very bottom with a bullet at the beginning. And now uh, for a minute, it was like top of the top. Now it's probably probably bottom of the top, bottom, bottom of the top. Um, I do remember thinking at the time, like, finally, like a all Mark song. Like, this is the only song on the whole album, spoilers for I'm Lost Without You, that is all Mark. Uh, and and I kind of wish there was another, at least one more, the other, because then what, it feels that's weird. That's what I'm thinking with, uh, that, what was the song I thought if Mark sang it? Was it Always? Always? Yeah. Yeah. So here I am, I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> that's not really what Mark sounds like. That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is totally plus 44, right? This is a it is, plus it, 44 like, song. It, it, Estenia is the beginning of, um, you know, uh, of Angels and Airwaves. This is the beginning of plus 44, this song. Yeah. Whenever I hear people uh, say like, oh, yeah, you can hear where Angels and Airwaves was was going when, with the last Blink stuff, or you could hear where plus 44, like there, I feel like, reviews of the time too were like oh yeah it, it sounds like what you'd expect the new blink did and I, I always thought like not really like it sounds like those songs like it sounds like asthenia further or here's your letter further but songs like violence or feeling this or you know i miss you i don't think those really sound like those side projects too no. much um but but this does for yeah. sure yeah, yeah um yeah. it's and it's cool like I think this has a polish to the songwriting and the recording where it's like simple, but um, it's done very well. Um, it's, this is, yeah, I mean, this is the song that is the most like, like Blink-182, I feel like. Like, Yeah, I think it's the most classic Blink sounding um, uh, of them all, really. It's kind of like, I I feel like the same way. I think it was the bottom for me as a kid. Um, I says, now I love this song and there's definitely not enough mark on this album. This might be the song that doesn't fit on the album, and maybe it's the placement of it or something. But to me, it feels like a stepchild for the album. Yeah, and I, don't know I if wonder it's the how sound. it would be if you switched like obvious in this or something. Like, yeah. I don't know about that now. That I'm I don't know about, about but or, like early on in the album, I feel like might be a place for it that yeah, works. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like kind of like you know, in the beginning, maybe of the, violence. Switch it with violence. That might be something. I bet you that, because like, think of like Dude Ranch, um, you know, uh, yeah, Damn It was the third track, you know, that's like a first like big Mark song. Yeah. Uh, and then on Enema of the State, uh, Don't Leave Me was the second track. It's like early on Mark, you know? Well, the, yeah, they, they kind of are like trade, online, trade online songs is like a two, two, like a number, like number two track. Yeah, I mean, th- their last two albums, it was like Tom Song, Mark Song, Tom Song, Mark Song. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe that's why I was so taken aback by the lack of Mark, because it felt like it wasn't 50-50 anymore. Like, and, and I get, looking back now and reading more about it, he was more involved in the songwriting than his singing would lead you to believe, but there there was a feeling like, as Mark taking a backseat now as this new directional Tom and like his, I, I think that was kind of like the narrative for a little bit. And it's probably, I, a little I don't bit, think that was probably the case. a little bit of the clash that happened a little bit. I, yeah. You know, projecting here, but um. Mark's probably the kind of guy too, where like when he's in those conflict situations, he's more apt to like retreat and kind of go inside himself in a way where Tom is more like boisterous and going to like, be the louder guy in the room kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
I have this feeling that they're both kind of introverted a little bit. I don't know. I think yeah. I think they both kind of have a little bit of a in mentality of being sort of introverted. Um, even though they're not, they're definitely they're the fucking guys, you know, screaming, yelling about sucking dog dicks and stuff. But I'm just saying, like, they kind of have. I bet you, they probably both don't like conflict. Conflict with like you know, and they probably yeah. both go into hiding. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, they're kind of, I bet that it's, in, and so I think with this song, like, and I like this song, it just, for some reason, it, it, um, it is the most on the album that doesn't really fit in a weird way, and I think it might be that it's so late in the album. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's kind of like a palate cleanser to set the stage for the next one, which is so weird, but it, yeah, I get it. I like it though, and I like it being on there. I almost this may be controversial. I I could be fine with this ending the album. I feel like uh, almost that's in interesting. That's interesting. I, I don't. It's not. It's very different. I'll grant you, and you, you're missing out on the epic like drum solo thing. But there's something like short and sweet about it that I kind of like. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad. Like I, I don't know. There, it's just like a nice, well written song. Like, uh, but there's nothing that exciting about it immediately. There's nothing that you hear and you're like, "Whoa, I can't believe they're doing that." And which so much of this album has. And so they it's, can't it's all kind be of, like that, though. That's the thing. Like they can't. Like I feel like it's like we're not fair to it that they all have to be like these like weird like, yeah, huge things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I like that, and it yeah it keeps it from being too grounded, and the lyrics are good. Like the, I like this is the one I was thinking of earlier uh, about Tom writing the choruses. Um, this is in the 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 liner notes. Um, it's a song. This is from Mark saying it's a song from which I wrote the verses, and Tom wrote the choruses, uh, which are two different. Oh wow! Um, in which are from two different songs. He says, I don't know. I really worked. He says lyrics are about a letter you're writing to someone in order to tell him or her it's over. Um, there's no way it can work anymore. Is this, uh, is this basically Tom, uh, Mark's, uh, Astenia of him saying that it doesn't work with him and Tom? Shit. Are we going to sell, sell ourselves back on this song with this? I don't need to be sold on this song, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm looking, yeah, yeah, I don't I'm know. Like yeah, looking I at mean, the lyrics now. We, we, yeah, we, we just like, I mean, we liked in our heads. I mean, I don't know, who was it that, com- there was one time back in the day, like a few years ago, someone complained, like, every song's about Tom, blah, blah, blah. But we just like in our <laughs> heads, like our own, um, what's it called, self-canon? Um, what's the word? Head canon. Oh, head canon. We like doing the head canon for this shit. And it makes us like enjoy yeah, this totally. shit more. Yeah. yeah, I like to think it's coming from like a real place. Um, and I know more about the band dynamics than I do the other parts of their personal life. So I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet if you, there's a lot of things we've talked about, like, Oh, it must be about Tom and Mark, Mark is probably like, it's about my wife, like, or <laughs> like other things that go on in his personal life that we don't really know about, but it's true. I mean, um, the, the, I mean, I don't know if we even talked about this cause it happened when we were kind of on hi- hiatus, but the whole like, Tom is now divorced from his wife and has like a, a new yeah. girlfriend or whatever. And I mean, yeah. there's plenty of stuff that to write about. Uh, yeah. Write about or like that. And that's, that's really personal and really hard shit to go through. Um, 
And I'm sure, like, you know, Mark's been with his wife for a long time, and I'm sure they've had problems and all this stuff. Yeah. And so it, it could be about that. I mean, these guys are have lives. They're not just fucking, you know, they're people. Um, it just, <laughs> yeah. all we know is, yeah, like this, <laughs> this dynamic with this the This is band. all we have to go off Yeah, of. we, that's why I want the book, man. I want the, the tell-all. Yeah, yeah. I want the tell-all. Maybe right, everyone stop buying writer. their albums. Stop going going to the shows. That way we get the the book. You know, boycott Blink. Are you calling for a boycott <laughs> of Blink? Stop buying the merch. Stop, stop buying the "Hi, my name is Mark" pins. Oh my God, Ryan! What did they do? It's not what they did. It's what they didn't do. God damn it! <laughs> no, I like it's. Cool. This is. I'm looking at the lyrics too, and it's a good song. Um, I just like, fuck, I can't let this kill me. Yeah, that, that was always, that's my favorite part of the song. There's something about the way, like, it's a, it's a good curse word, and it's delivered well, and, like, the song sounds cool. And that, that sounds like a Tom line, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> to me, like, the whole, like, ex- you know, like, Tom saying the excuse of, like, this song's about astronauts and floating around the space. <laughs> like, the whole idea, like, oh, I'm writing a letter for a breakup just sounds way too, it sounds like, too simple if that makes sense yeah yeah i don't know yeah this might be his 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 song about being band members or friends with tom in general because that like was a big thing the friendship yeah, I mean, we're projecting it you know kind of thing but it could work that way and that's what's kind of cool about this song is that uh it works in that way i think it could work any any kind of context you you kind of put it to it of just kind of like um more paranoia. It goes with the themes of the album. It's, it's just weird is that it works with the album, but for some reason to me, it feels yeah. like it doesn't. Yeah. So is this, is this low for you on the, on the ranking? No, not, we're, we're not doing like an official ranking. We should, we should have done, we should have thought about that. I was thinking about that. It's like having a ranking. Maybe, maybe we still can somehow, but, um, yeah. I think it'd be on the lower half for sure. Yeah, but I, it's one I like. I like. Shame. There's nothing I really can say I don't like about it. But for some reason, it feels yeah. it feels like there's something um, that doesn't quite work as far as for me lately. But the thing we're, is, yeah, I, we're, I, we're, I love the plus forty four stuff. Like, and I don't know. It's it, it's interesting. It's it, Estinia and this go hand in hand. I feel like this these two songs, where they're they're both kind of showing. Yeah, I think this for me this is more cohesive than Estenia, like as just as a song like i kind of i enjoy it more and just like a listening to a good pop punk song more yeah. Estenia is like i'm appreciating it from afar not quite like enjoying well i think it, that I just guess. what it, it, it that's that's showing right now you're um the way you think of angels and airwaves you know it's really disjointed yeah. and you like parts about it and you kind of like yeah yeah um where plus 44 had really direct yeah uh, themes and ideas going to it, you know, and really totally. kind of just like, like the, the guitar in this doesn't sound like Tom. I mean, it, it, it is probably, but I'm just like, it, it sounds like, you yeah, know, it, it could be Mark. Yeah. He did. Not- he did. Uh, he recorded a lot of rhythm guitar in Blink's uh, work, like f- from time immemorial. He, he, if you look at the credits of all their albums, uh, he's listed as rhythm guitar. So I, I don't know how much he did, but he, he definitely has always done stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm looking at some of these other lyrics, like apologies for the past, talk some shit, take it back or recurse yeah, to this life. Okay. So I kind of, one of my notes was like, it kind of feels like reading the lyrics of these days and you know, you always put lyrics into things that, uh, you know, for the times that are happening. And I feel like this is one of those songs too, that you could, you know, someone could listen to it today and, and think it's a, you know, 
about just us trying, you know, just pull down these fucking racist statues and shit and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, curse to this life of just repeating history and, or something like that. I don't know. Just kind of yeah. cool stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, there's a note here from, on uh, genius saying, uh, uh, similar to Blink's time to break up, Mark is already beginning to feel the regrets from his breakup letter he is attempting to write. He tells himself he can't tell, let this trivial thing ruin his life and needs to go on, go of, uh, let go of what they had. And that's when I'm talking about, fuck me, I can't, fuck, I can't let this kill me, let go. Like, that's just some, in, you know, person's idea. <laughs> so... It's a cool song, and it's yeah, it's it's it doesn't get appreciated. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle because it's not very flashy. Yeah, I can, but that's I what I kind of like about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they can't all be super winners, but I, I'm sure this this song has its big fans. Well, speaking of songs that have big fans, I think the next one might have some pretty big fans. I'm gonna guess. You think so? Because it is pretty... I think so. I mean, I don't think everyone loves it, but I bet the people who love it, like, love. This is the weirdest song in the Blink canon, arguably, to this day. Um, it's one of them. This this is the one that, based on the descriptions of this album, you know, Tom was talking about these long songs and instrumental segues, and it's going to be like Pink Floyd. I kind of imagine most of the album would be this, um, what this ended up being. Um and again, like talk about lyrics, like there's barely any lyrics in this song, although it's the longest Blink song, um, like six, over six minutes or- Is it the longest of them all? Yeah. Um, wow. it, it is the longest Blink song. Um, but the lyrics are very short. Uh, it's just a couple lines. Um, it's the one they spent the most time on. Um, they they worked on this song pretty much the whole time they worked on the album, um, and significantly changed it a lot. They um, what is the chorus used to be the verse, um, and there wasn't going to be a chorus, um, which mm. gets the heart of my problem with the song. Is th- I I I didn't say yeah. this earlier when I was talking about down being at the bottom because frankly I kind of forget about this song all the time. Um, I. This is by far my bottom of the song. Down is low for me, but I like it. It's just like, oh, that's the bottom. But I don't think I like this song, Um, which I'm sorry to say. I love the outro. I love the like, the way that the the instrumental bridge is cool. Um, But I just don't think it ever comes together. And the lyrics... Um, the, the way that Tom delivers them, it just, it comes off as corny to me and I, I wish it didn't, I wish I weren't saying this. It does a little um, but it, I, I think you can hear the fact they worked on it for six months in it and that 
one part was there never was a chorus and the chorus like is trying a verse to make it work for so long you know and it's yeah kind of, it has that vibe to me maybe it should have been dropped it's, kind of thing it's yeah exactly um like the lyrics are just kind of clunky like please let me know that my one bad day will end i will go down as your lover your friend it's just a little bit like okay tom let's dial it back like a couple notches um and then the 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 chorus is just kind of I kind of like Drony the chorus. and samey. Yeah, I kind of like it's it. It's okay, but but it I like it the first like couple times, but it's just like it's like dark side effect where it's like it's fine, but it's just like are you afraid of being alone cuz I am I'm lost without it, you. It, it, and it's it just is that kind of dream like it's hypnotic though. I think that's like the idea yeah. they're going for this hypnotic kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to it. I think it for like sure, reading but... it, like it just having it by itself comes off that way. But I think like in context, it comes off as this kind of hypnotic, like, like I kind of like that. And then I like, I don't necessarily like the first verse, but I like the second verse, at least the way it sounds. I love the like, uh, like for some reason I like the way Tom sounds in that. I leave my room open till sunrise for you. Like whatever effect. I do love that. On. I love that synth. The like, boop, yeah, the boop, bing, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that's a great synth line. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of cool sounds. The sound, there, there's like a guitar solo, which is weird for a Blink song, although it's just like two notes like, over and over. Yeah. It's more texture than like shredding. No, but it, it's the like feedback the, on it's it like sounds the, rad. It's like the... The, all the small things solo. Yeah. But it's a... Uh, yeah. It's kind yeah, of like slowed like, down, you know, reverbed out sort of thing. Yeah. And th- this is the one where he talked about like when he was recording it, he's like flailing the guitar around to get like the feedback and stuff. And that's all. That's cool. Um, I'll read from Tom and Travis the liner notes for this because I feel like this was like such a s- experiment in the studio song. They had a lot to say. Um, the original idea for this is from Tom. The original idea was to have the chorus be the verse and there would be no chorus, just gigantic heavy guitars. We worked on the song for about six months and it just kept getting better and better and stranger and stranger. The song is one that could only be fully realized when listened to with headphones. To hear the 50 or so tracks we record on the song, you need a dim room and a somber mood. Uh, As the song ends, two drums play off each other and take you to a different place. Uh, as does each of the verses that were recorded separately from one another, one of which was a 1960s effect by singing through a rotating speaker. It sounds like I'm underwater, but it's fucking cool. The feedback in the middle of the song was one take art form of making the guitar sound really tweaked and ugly. I say art form because to make the guitar sound that way, you constantly have to twist and turn like an acrobat on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Travis said the keyboards in the beginning remind me of Pink Floyd or Failure. I think the chorus is really big and lyrically it's something everyone can relate to. We recorded two drum sets for the outro, one whole track, and then I played the click. Then I played until I couldn't stop playing. It was something we always wanted to do, but we never got around to. Nice. I, I like that. I like that it's an idea that kicking around of, and that part's cool. Like the, but yeah, that's a great, I, you know, a great I, ending for sure. I love it. Maybe for me, I would like it if it were just shorter. Like maybe it's just like. See, goes I on have. For, I wish it went on for ten more minutes, like Goodbye Sky Harbor. <laughs> that's what oh, I. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I have, I almost wish it went to Goodbye Sky Harbor and turn into a whole nother thing for like 15 minutes.
Yeah. That would be something. I don't think Blink <laughs> could do that. Like, I don't <laughs> but what, you would think that Jimmy World would do that. You know, everyone's second favorite band, Jimmy World. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. By the time I got to that point in clarity, um, it's just it's different. It's different. It's not not the kind of thing Blink is. No, I agree, but like, they, it does go on. For I, I a get while. where you're coming from, though. Of like, what if it just keeps going and it gets weirder? I mean, because if you're gonna throw out like Pink Floyd, like they would write like a 16 minute song, like this. This is not. I say they should have done it. I think. I think it's too short. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should go on for another. What would you have had them do? What What would they do? What would like it? You've now have eight more minutes to the song. What happens? <laughs> I think it keeps going with those drums for a while. <laughs> Like the same way it is now, and then it kind of like so just drum. So at this point, at the point where it's just the drums, so you're just hearing now the drums. No, the drums nothing else. and the feedback are going on for a while, yeah. and then it kind of yeah. like goes into like another like a beat for a while. You know, like it like it kind of yeah. com- comes back in. Maybe some keys and stuff. Maybe like Tom yeah. like yelling like just like, and then it kinda, <laughs> and then it it just like goes in this thing. <laughs> And then it kind of like slowly just goes back into like, where you can't be And then they have a chorus going, and their and their arms are flaming. Cause I am <laughs> are you afraid? <laughs> and then Jesus comes down from heaven. <laughs> yeah, just like the most epic thing possible. I don't know, or or something totally different. Who knows? Yeah, maybe you just have like a. You know, ship the uh, family reunion come in or something like that. <laughs> just like <laughs> this long epic thing. You know how just... they said a gener- generational divide was like the coda to a song. What if they had like a coda that was like a quick like punk, quick dirty punk thing like that? Like, were you ever into AFI at all? <laughs> uh, I should I shouldn't laugh at them. They're like fine. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, I like go back and listen to them though. Like I totally, I feel like I would have been, I just, it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Um, in the album, uh, I believe it's black sales in the sunset. There's a song called God called in sick today. Mm-hmm. Let me see. And it's, uh, it's 13. Wasn't minutes that long. produced by Jerry Finn or was that did Jerry, Jerry Finn produced an AFI. It was like one of the last albums he ever produced before he died. Let's but see. That, no, that, cause that, I think it was December underground. Was the name of it? Um, it Black Sales. Who produced it? Uh, no. Let's see. Produced. It's just producer AFI on on Black Sales. This was this was a little earlier than this is like ninety nine. Okay. AFI. Um, yeah. But this song kind of I'll, I'll play like it starts off with kind of like you know just kind of like this sort of you know AFI kind of thing. Yeah, sounds like yeah. AFI. Like this is their, uh, this is like their, uh, you know, "I'm Lost Without You" song. It's kind of this like slow okay. down kind of thing. Yeah. And then what happens is at about three minutes, the song ends, and there's like ten minutes of silence, kind of thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't like a lot of CDs. I feel like a lot of CDs had the like ten minutes of silence, and then like a. Secret song at the end. This is kind of what this song does. So this is how it, this is how it comes in, and maybe this could have been what it does for Blink. Um, so I'm gonna see when this comes back in. And you could you could skip this. 
I'm just curious. I forgot how this goes, the secret song, but yeah. I'm like curious to hear it, how it would be. Yeah. It's just like bass. Oh man, I'd be into that. What if it did something like that? Like if they just got into yeah. like, shit like this. Yeah. And there's I'm still three it. minutes left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're pretty cool. The song sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't get into them because they were one of those bands, it's just too. It just wasn't... Uh, it wasn't like I heard them and was like, no, I don't like it. It just went I went off my radar i never i when i first uh heard him was uh raymond our friend ray he oh. was a big fan at the time and like uh showed me some well it's one of those things they were kind of those bands after. like that like throughout the 90s were just kind of this fast like ah, yeah, 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 kind of punk song and then yeah. 2003 the same year as this right as a uh, yeah yeah um that's when sing the sorrow came out and that was like their first like main, mainstream album yeah like oh we um, can be like goth and then more. Yeah. <laughs> well, they always kind of were kind of this goth punk kind of thing, like a vampire yeah, punk. Yeah. But they um, they leaned like more than just the. I feel like they they eventually like stopped. It was like their style, but then it turned into like affecting their music more. It became like, a thing. Like it kind of became like a vibe. Like they were kind of. Because I've I've heard a, a lot of AFI, like the Jerry Finn era of AFI. It sound that sounds like the Cure if the Cure existed. You know, in that time period, kind of, you know. Let's see what albums uh, he did um, of AFIs. It might just be the one, but maybe he did more. Um, he did Sing the Sorrow. He co-produced AFI's no way. Major, label de- major label debut, Sing the Sorrow. Same year as this. God damn. And then he also did uh, music from Regions Beyond, which I think was their next album. Oh, no. That's a song, I think. I don't know. Oh, no. December Underground. Yeah, he did that one. So he did, he did like their two yeah. middle two middle albums or not like the kind of in this, in this era, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. That December underground was his last. Um, Oh, one of his last, he did that. His last few were December underground, uh, music from regions beyond by tiger army. Um, and years of refusal with Morrissey being his last in 2009. It says that he co-produced the "When Your Heart Starts Beating." It looks like maybe he died. Both. Yeah, I, "When oh. Your Heart Stops Beating." Yeah, he he died way after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he was involved with those, um, the plus forty four stuff. So yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, he only had a few more albums after this, really. But yeah, the AFI December Underground, and he did um, "Sing the Sorrow," which was right before. Was literally. When did that come out? Because these these were both kind of March eleventh, two thousand three was Sing the Sorrow, and we didn't even talk about this. Uh, November eighteenth was Blink One Eight Two, so it was like the few months before. Wow, man, that's sad. I mean, you're talking about where Blink would have been, but like, think of where Jerry Finn would have been. Like, he was just starting to break out of his kind of niche that he had conquered. Like, his last album was like the Morrissey album that, like Morrissey, I don't. I hate him, uh, but he <laughs> that album like was some... like super critically acclaimed. Like that album was like seen as like his um, like I don't know David Bowie's Black Stars or the next day or whatever his return um, to form. And I'm sure that album 
even if he hadn't done anything else, like Jer- that album alone is going to get him a lot of work and a lot of different work that he, it's, I, his career would have, we could, like, re- what if he worked with Radiohead? Like, what if he like produced a Radiohead album or something? Or, I don't know. He probably yeah, would have gotten to more different types of, types of stuff, I bet. Like, uh, if, if he was, it, his last album was Morrissey, he probably would have gotten to more, you know, just bigger things. That's huge. You know, that's a huge person to be doing. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's I mean, top of the top. Like, I mean, Blink One Two at the time, and there's Offspring, you know, and and stuff like that. Some forty one. But but like, the thing with with Blink is like he's working in his scene that he's now the scene has gotten bigger. But he like the thing with Morrissey is like he's like leave he's stepping outside of his like bubble. Like, hey, I can do more than just tweak knobs on just. Yeah, he, he could be like producing like Billie Eilish albums by now or something, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He probably would be. You know, he probably they probably sound so good. What if? Yeah, um, music would have been could have been different. Like, what if he did like Taylor Swift? Music would have been better. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking of like other things. Like, if it got to that point, like who's what's like equivalent to Morrissey of uh, that? Because this is 2009. So, um, hmm. Like working with like Arcade Fire or something, like Sting would, or, or like, something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like Sting, I don't know. Sting's lame, but like yeah. I, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean though. I'm just trying to think. Maybe of something. David Bowie. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, it's. I could see him doing like the National or something, working with them, or yeah, God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The Arcade what could have been? Good. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe rock on the radio died with Jerry Finn. <laughs> yeah I mean it was American Idiot we talked about this before that American Idiot is what killed um, kind of killed rock and roll rock and roll on the radio you know yeah yeah go back and listen to our our episode on that if you want to learn all about it because <laughs> like uh, that was just like a thing where um, like I mean I the thing is is that iPods and everything came out around this time so everyone kind of stopped listening to the radio that liked rock and roll kind of stuff and you know, it's just the only band that's rock and roll that plays is Foo Fighters, right? I guess. And like, <laughs> and Jimmy Eat World. Do they, I mean, they, they just play their old songs. You know, they, they still Jimmy play Eat World? old. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy Eat World plays uh, like their new songs play on the radio. Maybe in Phoenix, and that's it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. I didn't think you were talking about the radio. I just thought you were like, bands that are no, making no, no, rock no. and roll. Like, I mean, there's plenty of bands today playing cool, cool rock <laughs> music. I'm just saying like, just like popular rock. I mean, let me talk about this, like with like Imagine Dragons or something, but I'm yeah, just thinking. It's like of, when Post Malone does a song with a guitar or something, that's like the closest. I've been meaning to, I've, I, I'm wondering if she's still interested, but my, I talked about, I think last year I reached out to her. You can cut this out if you need to, but my friend Mo that works in the radio, he's, she's a DJ in Phoenix I'm, I, this, this would be an interesting thing to talk to her about. Yeah. So maybe that'll that. happen in the future like someday. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Interesting well, ideas. Much like the song I'm lost without you. I think we're running out of steam here. Um, yeah. There's, I, I think we, I think we did a pretty good job. I'll say, I'm going to say it's before. A, yeah. What's some final thoughts? I mean, my old, one other note I have other than, um, I wish that the song was 10 minutes longer, <laughs> but, um, I have here, um, uh, and this, maybe this kind of sums up this album a little bit. We talked about a lot of yeah. this, like where like this is, this reached past, like it's big. This album is almost like bigger than Blink-182, but, um, 
and we talked about how like a lot of our friends kind of like, you know, maybe were shitty about it, you know, blink that couldn't get behind like, you know, the crazy songs. But I, I thought this was just a funny thing I have. I have something I was thinking about while listening to this is I dated this girl when I was around 17, 18 years old that I met through friends working at the dollar theater. And I said that she has this cool ass girl. She had tattoos, short hair. She was Jewish. She introduced me to spirited away, just like this cool girl. And she always gave me a hard time about listening to blink 182. And I remember being like, no, you don't understand. You have to listen to this album. And she got way into it type of thing. So this album. Yeah, like a girl too cool for Blink-182 got into Blink-182 with this album because I was like, nice this stuff. Well, that proves it. This is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like this girl, she she was like, watched Spirited Away. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm just being like, you know. She watched Spirited Away and she's still. <laughs> well, no, she was like all about that. She was just like too cool for school. And she got into this, you know, to Blink from me playing this album. So. four hours by the way and you're i know seeing- i know i'm looking at the thing like jesus christ <laughs> if you're listening right now this is four hours of recording that we've done <laughs> and we um, didn't even get to the uh some of the things we wanted to do really yeah we've already decided we have to do another episode after <laughs> this um so we i don't know how many episodes this is at this point you know but yeah <laughs> this is gonna split out the, through the whole summer this whole recording i feel like but yeah. we have, so I don't know if you've gotten this far into this, this may have been, thank you. I bet you this part will probably already have happened during recording, but we thought about this in the middle of this recording that, uh, who knows? But, um, if you have thoughts about this album, send it to us, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But let I, us know. I'm guessing uh, we'll record this part probably before this part gets out. I'm, I'm guessing, but yeah, yeah. This will probably be somewhere in the front, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you if you have any thoughts on the album, let us know because we'd love to hear them. Um, I think this album is very good. It is. It is, and it's standing the test of time. I mean, I, I I don't. Is it? I hate to be nostalgic about it. I mean, I love being nostalgic about it, but are we being nostalgic that it's so good, or is it just? It is. Is it good? I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. I I mean I don't know. Are as you best able to, as I are you tell, able to separate yourself from it? I think so. There's because it's not like I'm like listening to it and thinking everything is great. Like there's things I don't like. Yeah. I don't really like the song "I'm Lost Without You." I don't really like it. Uh, I like parts of it. You know, please don't at me. But if, if uh, we record our, I think we should. If we record our epilogue on this episode with our our, our emails and friends' thoughts and all this stuff, we should do a ranking. Yeah, definitely. I I think I could rank them pretty well, but I would need to think about it. Um, oh, we'll we'll, I know, we'll do that on the next on the next one, which will be the epilogue recorded. 
weeks and a- we'll weeks also after this one <laughs> we'll also talk then about uh the if you're listening from the uk you might be wondering why we're not talking about the last song on the album not now oh yeah uh and uh yeah we'll talk about that then That'll as be well the, basically uh, we're gonna have a bonus episode like a bonus track for for the yeah we're for only the, releasing it in the uk version of the podcast yeah i'm sorry um, yeah the Japanese one's going to get a music video that we'll shoot in the house here. There's also the damn uh, Anthem Part 2 live on that's on the, some of the CDs, too. Really? That was on the self- or the song? It, I, I'm, it I'm is on, I think, I think it was on one of the versions, and then also it's um, it's on the Spotify version of it. Interesting. It has the Anthem Part to... 2 live thing. Huh. It's so a weird it's, bonus, like a live song from last album. Isn't that weird? Yeah, so there's gonna be bone the bonus uh, the bonus version of this podcast will be <laughs> will be the next one talking about um, all the extra stuff and people's thoughts and our well we'll, we'll do rankings. I hope you're right on your thoughts. Um, I, I, this I think was a this marath- is about this is a marathon for sure. This is the, the longest I've ever podcasted. Is it? Well, I think I think so. Yeah, it's, I can't believe it. It's well, nuts. I. Yeah, I mean, we've gone on for so long. I got to close the book on this, and I got to okay. make dinner. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm going to be thinking about this album uh, for, for I think, years to come. It's good. It's a really good album. I, it's something that I've always thought about. Um, we're talking about, you know, does it merit, uh, you know, actual critical acclaim, or is this just clouded by our judgment? But I think, you know, the, you know, the occasionally, like, Congress will, like, put certain things music into like this is now in the american library or of congress or whatever. yeah yeah i think they should put this in there yeah. and i think that i would be comfortable arguing on the floor of of congress if this or the, the senator state. of the house if if, if, oh, if, if you're giving that to the library of congress i would go this i feel like it'd be an easier sell uh than enema of the state because i think you know, the Republicans aren't going to vote for something called that. Um, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, like, if, if I'm going to be standing on the floor of, of of Congress and, like, arguing my case for why this needs to be preserved, I want to look sharp, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to look professional. Sharp man. Uh, yeah, I want to do my hair, get probably, you know, make sure it's have cut. A nice, have um, a nice jacket on, maybe. Yeah, jacket. I've got to wear my tie. Probably not a clip-on. Probably a real tie that I tie myself. Some nice polished shoes. And uh, I, I, I think that's it, right? I forgot one thing. Is there? Um, what? What? What did I forget to do? Right. Put your pants on. <laughs> <laughs>